Yo, yo, yo. Hello, hello. How are we doing? Welcome to Feeling Content. How are you feeling, Michael? Pretty, pretty content for. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. Uh, we wanted to record this. There's some crazy stuff going on, but we want to give some people uh, some stuff for their ears, some more content, and we're going to be feeling content. What are we going to be feeling, Michael, today? I think we're feeling uh, the the best of the decade, in our opinion. And by the decade, we mean the 2010s, because 2020 just started. Yeah, the pouring tens. The pouring tens. The pouring tens. Where did that come from? Uh, that came from, uh, well, we, we were talking about the Roaring Twenties a while back. <laughs> the Pouring Tents. And uh, we were trying to come up with a name for the Tens, and for some reason, it was just the Pouring Tens. It wasn't boring, it wasn't bad, it wasn't good, it was just the Pouring Tens. It was pouring. Yeah, it poured. So, so I guess you want me to just start off? Uh, let's do a little quick introduction. Okay. Um, I'm Brad, I live in Raleigh, and Mike and I met in kindergarten. Way back. And uh, we decided to make a podcast to discuss music, movies, TV, all sorts of content. And the idea originated with we wanted to talk about the top 10 albums, our own personal albums of the 2010s. Absolutely. We're here to, we're here for ourselves, really. Yeah, we're here for ourselves, but also for the listener. Yeah, wh- and whoever that listener may be, you know. Thank you for listening, yeah. if, you, if you've gotten this Thank far. <laughs> all right, Michael, let's get us started. Okay, sounds good. Um, so... Uh, we're just going to count down from from 10. We kind of tried to rank our favorite 10 albums. I think our methodology was just what our favorite was, not necessarily what the best album. But Right. Some of them were like albums that we listened to a lot. Right. Albums that we found that we uh, really enjoyed, uh, but not necessarily like a critic's choice. Right. Like we could have done it a little differently, but this is just personal best albums. Right. I'm with you. So, my my number 10 is uh, Casey Musgraves' Golden Hour. It is the warmest of warm uh, country records of the last uh, decade, in my opinion. And from from Slow Burn to Rainbow, it's just feel, feel good music. And Casey Musgraves killed it. She kind of took off with this album. And... Um, I mean, what do you what do you have to say about it? I know you love it. Uh, I was just gonna pipe in. Um, so I'd call it um, almost not a country album. I mean, it's a country. It's it's a country album. Like Neil Young's Harvest is a country album. I'd say. Yeah. Um, it's almost like an indie record. I don't know if she's an indie artist, but like it's got um, pop. It sounds like a class pop classic rock. Um, it's just a good album, and like you said, just very bright and fun. And you can you can hear some harvest and like eagles in there, right? Yeah, so it's a it's harmless. It's harmless, I would say. Yeah, and um, that album was also it was number two on my list. Oh yeah. Um, so I'll just give and I kind of gave my opinion on it. Yeah. Um, so we'll skip that. But yeah, so that was on both of our lists. Um, just good stuff. There. Yep. Um, so moving on to my number 10, um, my number 10 is an album that probably maybe 10% of the listeners or 0% of the listeners, <laughs> 0% of zero is zero, um, 10% of zero is zero, um, <laughs> uh, Jeff Rosenstock's Worry from 2016, and, uh, this album I actually found from another podcast that was doing a top 10 albums of the 2010s, 
and I had never heard it until right before the new year. And it is a punk record that is almost like an indie grown up punk record. Not like what you think of like with Blink-182, although there are a lot of similarities. Um, but there's also some ska, but not, we talked about this, not too much ska where it overwhelms you and you're like, okay, we get it. You like horns and playing the reggae riff, yeah, you know? Yeah. And um, I put this at number 10 because it was such a late comer to me. And because I wanted to talk about it first, so when people stopped listening, they would at least hear this. Right <laughs> hopefully, uh, hopefully. And uh, what are your what is your opinion on this? Record? I liked it a lot. I liked it a lot. I haven't listened to it enough. I I think it's it's a go do something. Go like go. You know, you can't just for me. You can't just sit and listen to it. But it kind of has that old punky vibe where it kind of makes you want to like headbang just like a little bit. At your computer. So I've been listening to it at work, yeah. and it's like, it keeps me going yes. at work. Yeah. So, um, all right, Michael, what's your number nine? Number nine. Uh, number nine for me is Tame Impala's Currents. And we just had um, we just had the latest come out by Tame Impala, which I can't even... Mr. Impala? Mr. Mr. And uh, that has been, you know, great to listen to as well. But I don't know how it stacks up to Currents quite yet. I don't think it's quite as good, but... I'd agree with you on this that. This is this is just an uh, like banger after banger kind of. It's just kind of a. I feel like it's an experience, and there are there it, the he has slow vibes in there. He has quick hitters. Um, it's uh, it's just a great listen. I mean, I don't think if anyone's going to argue with uh, currents on this list. No, and I read an article somewhere like right after the new year, like a pitchfork or one of those. Yep. Know. Yep. Don't remember, but it was saying that like Tame Impala was like the artist of the 2010s, and I can kind of captured the zeitgeist. I I agree. I love the zeitgeist, and he he took it. Yeah, um, yeah, it's a great record. Um, it's just a vibey record. Oof. And he's just such a vibey artist. Like you just like put it on, and it's vibey. Uh, it's vibey. <laughs> <laughs> um, any other thoughts? Nope, Currents. Love it. Currents. Um, all right, my number nine. This is a, not a vibey record, but just a great album. Taylor, eh, it has some vibes to it. Um, Taylor Swift's Red from 2012. Um, if you guys haven't heard of Taylor Swift, she's kind of started out in country. <laughs> <laughs> now she's a pop artist. Um, all jokes aside, uh, Red was, I think, kind of her coming into that pop a little bit. Just Speak Now was a little bit poppier than her other stuff, but like this is the one that had um, uh, I Knew You Were Trouble, like the kind of a dubstepy song, and uh, 22. 22. Um, it, it, but it also has some like folksy and some still some country stuff in it, and that's why I put it on there. And um, I know I don't have any john mayer on my list you may or may i not. do i do we'll see <laughs> i wanted to keep it a surprise um for the listener um but john mayer is one of my favorite artists and i have a playlist where i put this album with john mayer's album that came around at the same time battle studies um and i like those albums together and uh i think some of those songs might be about each other because they dated right 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 um and um yeah so that's uh that's my what are your thoughts on red i like i mean 
it's my favorite T Swift album. I can't listen to it all the way through just because she's not fully for me. But I heard the hits off that rival any of the other ones, even on Blank Space. So, or, or sorry, uh, 1989. Um, really, Blank Space, Shake It Off. You like I do love song? Shake It Off. T- Shake It Off's a great wedding song. It's my mom's favorite. I love T Swift. Shout out to Jill. I love T Swift. You can, yeah. how can you not? Um, I could have put 1989 or Lover in that spot. It was a tough decision. Lover. Kind of wanted to go with the one that has people for probably forgotten. Sure. And I want them to remember it. Remember. Remember. Hashtag remember red. Remember, remember. Two days after this is, uh, podcast comes out, or maybe a week, I hope uh, remember red. Hashtag remember red will be uh, trending. Oh, it'll be viral for sure. Yeah. All right, Michael, number eight. Number eight, I have uh, Lana Del Rey, her Norman fucking Rockwell, NFR for short. Nice, and that's, uh, by the way, number four on my list. Number four, okay, so we, I mean, we both love it. There, This is another moody record, I think that when you put this on, vibey, we love that word. Um, when you put this one on, she kind of captures you kind of takes you in her voice just the first track is just and then you're you're kind of on for her ride of like solon like like los angeles sunset like kind of like sadness but like hope it's just it's so lana it screams lana well it reminds uh, the thing i fell in love with lana del rey when born to die came out her debut album and i almost put that on my list um i didn't love norman fucking rockwell when it came out nfr but it really grew on me and is my favorite Lana album. It's in my favorite from the 2010s. Uh, some of her older other records, including Born to Die, have like kind of a hip hop inspiration or like a like a new indie pop inspiration. This has got a more classic, like I don't even know how to describe it. Like not Billie Holiday, but like um, oh, what's her name? Nancy Sinatra feel to it and. Uh, this is uh is nancy franks wife? i think it's something like that but there's a like you know i think she does that song uh bang bang you know oh yeah, yeah, yeah which yeah. is very lana del rey right 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 um and it's uh yeah it's it's a great album and i recommend anyone who hasn't listened to it to listen to it anyone that has second thoughts about it or didn't really like it if they listened to it one time listen to it again get it in your Get that mood I like going. That. I like that. Um, headphones, headphones. Headphone music. Yeah. Um, good, like walking or like chilling out in your right. by yourself. Music. But don't don't expect a bop to it because you're not going to no bops. Maybe doing time, but um, yeah, maybe doing time. Yeah, no bops. All right, all right. My number eight is ooh, this is a fun one. Um. This is Vampire Weekend's Father of the Bride. So this came out last year. Um, I almost put probably... This is kind of like um, Kanye's records where all of them are so good. Um, you can't... Sometimes it depends on how you're feeling and which one kind of takes the top spot with Vampire Weekend. Um, but when I made this list, and I'd say right now... I put Father of the Bride up above Modern Vampires of the City or whatever it's called. Um, yeah, that's it. Yeah, and uh, the re- another reason I put this on there um, was because it's got like a very jam band vibe to it, and I've been like really into jam rock lately. 
jam bands, um, mostly just the dead. I don't really dead, dead, uh, grateful dead. Um, and, uh, yeah, the way they incorporate their old style with this new style, keep it fresh and without like their producer, mastermind, bassist, keyboardist, um, Bat Midgey, right? Is that how you pronounce his last yeah. name? Yeah. Uh, good look. I don't know. Uh, he left the band. He produced one of the songs, I think. Helped write one of the songs, maybe. But um, yeah. And it's got some features of Daniel Heim. Danielle. Uh, one of the Heim sisters. Somebody's gonna hurt. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's not even a song, but it has the same yeah. beat. Uh, Before the night is through. You're singing I know, the but like, you know... Uh, their hit has that same beat at the beginning. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Again, Time. 10% of our listeners will get that joke, so zero people. Um, <laughs> yeah, great album. Um, I know you appreciated the Thin Red Line um, <laughs> sample at the first in the first song. And that's where it ended. I mean, I'm, I know, I'm, I, I know I'm not... Was pretty much... I'm just not ready for the jam band yet, I guess, yeah. so... Um, I'll convert That's okay. you. I converted you to Vampire Weekend in the first place. You were not a fan, and then uh, I think so. Maybe a couple years yeah, from now. I think. Well, I think they converted you by releasing Modern Vampires of the City. Um, but I'll convert you to Jamrock. Yeah, it was really good. Um, all right, Michael, what's your number seven? Okay, so number seven, Kevin Morby. Oh my God. Uh, oh my God's the record name. <laughs> not just Oh my God. Oh my God. Uh, I'm kind of bummed because his. You know, he had a tour going last year, and with this whole, you know, coronavirus, he uh, was coming through Austin, and now he was going to have to cancel that show. So I was going to see him. Hopefully, I get to see him again. But because I feel like this is would be a great live show. It's like a gospel rock, indie rock record, gospel themed. He he says that it's not religious themed, but it's it's about as religious as a non-religious album could be. Yeah, it's unique. It's a unique listening experience. Like there is, mm-hmm. it's great to listen to it front to back because there's moments where you know, like there's like a storm in one song and like a child, like you know, child's voice, and then all of a sudden, like he just jumps in with a piano and kind of bangs through another. Like the pace is is interesting. It's up down. Um, it's very minimalistic, which is cool, and I like. It's it. raw. It's very raw. It kind of sounds like it came from like the '60s, uh, in like a but in like a modern like gospel religious way. You know, it's probably not everyone's cup of tea, but uh, it's mine. And um, cup of tea. It's that's why it, it yeah cup of tea, uh, and that's why uh, it's it's definitely up there, number seven on my list. Great. Um, I don't have too much to comment on it. I haven't listened to it as much as you have, but uh, we were gonna try to see if we could maybe. Uh, see kevin morby in raleigh um michael's actually recording in austin so sorry if there's kind of a delay on any of the audio but um i just want to give a shout out to um Bandcamp and supporting local artists i think our smaller artists because kevin morby is probably the smallest artist we have on here and i think a lot of those artists rely on shows and for sure Bandcamp, look on Bandcamp and support bands that you that are selling stuff on Bandcamp. Uh, I'm going to give so a like shout merch? out. Merchandise, vinyls, uh, anything to keep him afloat. I'm going to give a shout out. He didn't make my top 10, but I really considered putting him on my top 10. Actual Wolf. Uh, he's a smaller artist, and this is going to be a tough time for him. Listen to Faded Days. That's his album. And if you like it, buy it on vinyl. That's my piece. Nice plug. Yeah. 
Um, all right. Um, ooh, I like my number seven. Uh, Cheer. The National, High Violet. Again, with The National, I could have put um, other album that came out in the 2010s. Um, oh my gosh, I'm blanking on it right now. Um, but it, this record is, again, kind of vibey. Um, it's got a really, and moody, um, the baritone of the lead singer um, just really speaks to me. And it's, uh, <laughs> um, it, it puts me in a, it's a great rainy day music <laughs> and it puts me in uh, a really good headspace. I'm going to say my, if you uh, li- give it a listen, uh, shout out to Blood Buzz Ohio. That's probably my top song on that album. And uh, what's your thoughts on the National Michael and this album? I've only listened to it once or twice. I haven't listened to it since our first failed attempt at this podcast, but I would listen to it today. It's kind of gloomy. I really liked it's the unique style that, that, that the National has. I mean, I guess defined by that lead singer. So I liked it. I don't have much else to add. I need to listen to it more. Yeah. I owe it to you to listen to it more, being number seven on your list. I uh, would also recommend the National, uh, I think it's the guitarist and main songwriter. I think there might be brothers or something, the lead singer. I don't know. I think there's brothers in the band, but one of the guys in the band, kind of the main uh, artistic lead, did an album with Bonnie Bear. And uh, yeah, check that out. Big Red Machine is the name of the band. But uh, Michael, what's your number? Oh, I like that. I like that what's one. Your number six. Uh, my number six is Big Crits Forever is a Mighty Long Time. Crit is a is a rapper out of Mississippi. Um, and that's about the extent that I know of, like who he is as a person, but he's got kind of got that southern rap mm-hmm. flair, and this is a double album he has, and it's awesome. Like it's it's kind of he goes he goes you know classic southern rap style. He'll incorporate jazz elements. He incorporates gospel elements too. It kind of goes all over the map. I think it's a, like I don't want to say a masterpiece, but it is a masterpiece to me. It's number six for the decade. I listen to it constantly when I go to the gym. He puts me in this in this mood where I just you know I can just kind of zone out and just kind of work. Obviously, trying to get swole. Trying to get get swole. Um, but uh, yeah, crit. Uh, I saw him live too, and he was electric. The energy he puts out on the recording is there in, in person too which is always cool to see so nice i would let, give it give it a go cool yeah um my quick opinion on on this album is that um i listened to it once and was not a fan um to be honest <laughs> um and then i listened to it again and uh with fresh ears and um yeah i agree just the energy of the album is really good and um it um it's got that southern rap feel and it makes you feel good like a biscuit with gravy i like it um all right my number six is another rap album uh, but kind of a non-traditional rap album i guess it's uh tyler the creator's flower boy tyler the creator's flower boy is uh what i would say his coming out album i discovered i first discovered tyler when he came out with uh the Wolf album and uh, Cowboy was a really good song that really the vibe spoke with me. <laughs> the vibe. And, uh, but I didn't really get super into Tyler until this album came out. And 
again, it's his coming out album because he literally came out as bi. Um, and uh, it's just, um, a, he produces all his own stuff, which is really cool. And uh, just the, he really found his rhythm in this album and uh, really uh, tells a story about like him falling in love with like guys and all this weird stuff and uh, not weird stuff, but um, it's just a really good record. Potholes, November. Uh, yeah. What's your thoughts? Uh, I liked it. It hasn't caught me, but I think it's good. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, l- I listened to it a couple times and it just hasn't, snagged me but i also haven't given it it's fair shake you know you gotta kind of just yeah you gotta you gotta go in with all this music is just press play and gotta give it two or three listens and have a have a week with it almost and then decide at least that's how i listen so yeah uh that's my number six tyler creators flower boy number five michael all right mac miller um swimming and if if uh, if circles came out, this was he that came out in January of 2020. If circles came out in in the decade prior, it might it might be up there too because I've been listening to that a lot and they're kind of uh, siblings. Well, weren't they based on? I mean, recorded a lot of the, probably a lot of the songs. Roughly, I think. I I, I mean, it's hard to know, right? But um, yeah, because uh, circles is a posthumous album. I heard that word is called posthumous. Is it really? I thought it was posthumous. Yeah. Me too. Um, Matt corrected me this weekend. So uh, learn something new every day. I know. So so uh, I know it's hard. It's gonna be hard to break out of that habit. Posthumous. Posthumous. Um, um, okay, podcast listeners, never say posthumous. It's posthumous. Posthumous. All right. Uh, yeah. So, anyways, uh, it's a good. It's a you know, if you haven't listened to it, listen to it. <laughs> yeah, and I hadn't listened to it until you put it on the list, and um, I gotta say the. Production is great. Um, I know, I think he works with someone who also produced Circles, but he did a lot of his own producing and um, kind of the funky vibes of it and like the um, jazzy elements um, as well as kind of the more traditional hip hop elements. It's just an awesome record and uh, it's just so sad that we lost him. Sorry to see him go. That's for sure. Uh, there's too many artists we lose too soon. Rest in peace. Rest in peace, Mac Miller. Um, all right, my number five is Kendrick Lamar's Good Kid, Mad City. We are in the rap section of our list. Um, Good Kid, Mad City. You, There's an argument to be made that any of Kendrick's albums could have been... That came out in the 2010s. But uh, I love the story that it tells. Um, basically... In the production, and Kendrick is, I think, the best rapper alive right now. Um, there's other artists that are as good, maybe, or better in like production wise and other stuff, but just in pure rapping, I think Kendrick is the best, in my humble opinion. And uh, the story of a kid that grown up in Compton and conflicted with the kind of gangster lifestyle, and it's uh. It's just a good record. And to Pimp Butterfly, shout out to that record. And damn. Yep. Um, but uh, what thoughts on Good Kids, Mad City, Michael? I love it. It's a very uncontroversial opinion to say. <laughs> it's amazing. All Kendrick is. I have him coming up um, 
on my number three here. Yeah, and um, I'm looking forward to his new album too. I heard it's going to be kind of rock heavy, which I'm excited to see how he does that. Um, right. He just dropped a single, I think, from it. Um, I gave it a one listen, so I don't really have an opinion on it yet. Have you listened to it? Uh-uh. Um, but uh, anyways, moving on to number four, Michael. Born and raised, John Mayer. Uh, and this is John Mayer kind of finishing his full pivot from, you know, pop, pop John Mayer to folksy John Mayer and exploring that side of, I mean, obviously he always had that side in him. Um, and it's, uh, it's a very easygoing listen and there's definitely some interesting writing in there. Walt Grace. Shout out to Walt Submarine. Grace. Um, that song is ridiculous and, but also awesome at the same time. Mm-hmm. There's a couple moments in it, of Born and Raised, that are kind of, you know, slow and boring and maybe skippable. But as a whole, on a whole, like it's one of John Mayer's best, and I think it's pretty unique. Like there's not too many modern artists that kind of have that sound. It's like a modern Neil Young. Yeah, you know, Neil Young take, I guess. I'd say you know? maybe not Neil Young. Um, I know what you're. I said it first, and then I took it back. Yeah. No, whatever shout it out is. Neil Young on the first song, Queen of California. Um, do you have anything else to say? I want to kind of get my piece on this album. No, no. Um, I did not put John Mayer on my list, but it is a favorite of Michael and I's. I think we've seen him together three or four times. Oh yeah. And uh, John Mayer is one of my favorites. Um, although he didn't make the list, I. If Michael didn't put him on his list, I would have put it. I would have replaced another album and put him on the list. It was a hard to put just ten albums on here, um, as you can attest to, Michael. And uh, <laughs> Born and Raised uh, got me juiced about John Mayer again when it came out, and um, it's. I think this album and Paradise Valley really reflect on each other a lot. They're both kind of that, um, like you said, kind of country folksy vibe. Um, but he does it in his own John Mayer way with his uh, good guitar licks. Um, and he's the one that got me into the dead. Um, he's in Dead and Company, the touring version of the Grateful Dead since R.I.P. Jerry died. And um, yeah, I'll go to my number four. Uh, and I won't talk about it too much because we already went over it, but it's Lana Del Rey's NFR. And uh Norman fucking Rockwell. Um, Bobby. <laughs> That's all I'll say about that. Michael, what's your number three? <laughs> number three. Uh, Kendrick Lamar, <laughs> damn. Nice. Uh, we, got two, we got two on here. And I think a lot of people might say, like you were saying earlier, To Pimp a Butterfly is, you know, you know people, some may argue that's his best. And, and maybe it is his best. Maybe Good Kid, Bad City is. Damn to me is just the record that... Uh, kind of got me into Kendrick Lamar. I think most people will have at least heard Humble on the list, but the rest of there's so many good songs on this on this album that are very dark, uh but they it's very honest too. Like I I think his lyrics in this um his lyricism really shows through. Just like it does cuz that's who he is, a lyricist, but I, I this is another gym album for me. I'll oh, listen yeah. to this front to back and just kind of get into a mood. I got, I got, I got. Yeah. Uh, great album. Um, I won't talk too much about it, but um, 
I could have put this on my list as well instead of Good Kid, Mad City, or even maybe with Good Kid, Mad City, because Kendrick is just a goat. Um, and yeah, I'll go into my number three. Number three. Kanye's West, The Life of Pablo. Um, a lot of people will probably say, oh, you should have put My Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy. Oh, you should have put Yeezus. Oh, you should have put... Yeah. And I will agree with them. But um, this was the record that spoke with me at the moment I made the list. Um, and another reason I put it on the list, I think it kind of captures a lot of um, those sensibilities that he put on those other records. Um, and combines it. It's a very, it's like the white album of Kanye West. Um, it really has all of his different mentalities. Uh, it's got gospel. It's got talking about a bleached asshole. <laughs> um, just ridiculous Kanye. It's just a great <laughs> album. Um, Michael, what's your thoughts on this album? It's my favorite Kanye album. And it, we, we went to the tour he had off of it, which was amazing, which kind of crystallizes it. Yeah. Um, and it was, uh, if anybody hasn't seen the pictures, he was on a floating stage uh, with a mosh pit below him. Above. Below him. Yeah. And we got pretty good seats. Um, amazing, amazing set for the tour. Yeah. Pretty cool. And uh, called out Taylor Swift like five times. Um, he did his... Uh, <laughs> Taylor's me and Taylor Swift might still have sex. Like he did, he just he's like, well, Mike, well, Mike, play that back four times. Yeah, um, yeah. And he did his classic concert rant, but he didn't rant so much that he had to cancel his tour. I think he canceled his tour because of his bipolar stuff. Like right after we saw two him. shows after or something. Yeah. yeah. Um. But uh, I also want to shout out. Um, the new album, which also came out this decade, um, Jesus is King. Um, I kind of, it's been my Sunday vibe in music, and I know a lot of people are hating on it, but uh, just give it a listen, man. Give it a go. <laughs> give it a go. And give it another go. Don't think of it as a Kanye album. Think of it as just an album to listen to on a Sunday <laughs> and get your church in. Even if you don't like to go to church, just get your church in on Sunday with a little Jesus is King. All right, Michael, what's little your Jesus. number two? Number two, I like it when you sleep, You for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. The longest, most ridiculous album title, probably of all of the 2010s, by the 1975. Wait, is it all of that whole sentence? Yes. Okay. Oh uh, no! Not can you can you can you repeat it one more time? I like it when you sleep, for you are so beautiful yet so unaware of it. Period. Period. What an Stop. album title! Great album title. Great album. It's 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 a long, probably it's probably over an hour. It's definitely over an hour. Um, a pop record from the you know modern British boy band. Well, it's a pop uh, rock. It's a pop rock album. Yeah, it's that not, is the nineteen seventy five. It's not like a Backstreet Boys. If you haven't heard of the nineteen seventy five, it's it's almost like an eighty. They got some like eighties vibes, but my God, I'll let you talk. Yeah, about it. no, it's like eighties. They're like it. It's got like an eighties pop, but like you know, obviously it's modern because it came out in twenty sixteen. Uh, they kind of don't have an analog, I think, in today uh, today's music world. 
and they keep going, they keep experimenting. They experiment a lot on this um, record with a bunch of different styles of songs and sometimes just instrumentals and then lyrics that make no sense. But it's kind of hard to not have fun with it. It's just a fun, it's a fun record. You feel the, the lead singer, it's one of those, he's one of those singers, I mean, he is the band kind of. Yeah. I don't want to, I don't want to speak over like, the, I think the rest of the band is really good, but if, you know, he takes the center stage when he sings, you can kind of feel his emotion, which is probably why I like it so yeah. much. Um, yeah, it's a great album. You turned me on to them, and I love the 1975. Um, they are, um, like you said, just a really, they're my shittiest favorite band. Um, <laughs> cause, cause they've got such a weird, uh, vibe to them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, if you listen to them, listen to them twice, give it a first listen with like any of these bands. If you don't like it the first time, give it a second go. And, yeah. uh, it, it like really, you'll turn around on it. I think. All right. My number two, um, we already talked about it. Uh, was your number 10? Your number two. Nine? Um, Number 10. Uh, Casey Grip, Musgraves, Golden Hour. I was lucky enough to see her on tour here in Raleigh, and it was an amazing show. And uh, you really felt that warm vibe uh, that Michael was discussing when he um, brought up the album. And uh, I just love that album. I do. Not as much. Even I, in the winter? Um, Are you, do you listen to it winter. still? Like yeah. It, sometimes if I feel like I need to be brightened up, I I have listened to it. Now it's spring here in Raleigh. I don't know about you, um, in Austin. If you're hitting spring yet, we've got a bunch of pollen around. But uh, yeah, I might start listening to it again. Last spring and summer, I listened to it nonstop. Um, but yeah. Uh, so let's get on to number one. The number one for the decade. I have uh, The War on Drugs, um, their 2014 um, album, Lost in the Dream. And it's a it's a rock record for sure. It's rock first. But uh, it's it kind of it's it kind of lends itself to a full album front to back. Listen, which is exactly what I like the most, um, that type of record, because, you know, there's a few there's not really a single on it. Um, I think that it is just the soundscape that it puts you in is amazing. Um, it's just a, it's just a fantastic modern rock record that you can, you know, throw on with, you know, it's a great drive music. It's great travel music. I've listened to it looking, staring outside of an airplane for, hours on end i can't i can't tell you how many times i listen to this so were you lost in the dream always lost in the dream in fact yes the last two songs every time i could just it gives me this warm feeling inside because he kind of he kind of it's kind of depressing it kind of feels you don't even have to know what he says but it kind of feels like he's working through something the whole way and then the last two songs it's almost like he kind of comes out and finds hope in whatever it is that he's looking for yeah um, the tone, the tone shifts. And so you can listen to it no matter how you're feeling, whether you're feeling upbeat or down. And at the end, it's a positive feeling. So right. it's a, it's a record for, for any time. Yeah. I love this record. Um, 
I think uh, it's got like a depressed Springsteen vibe, um, mm. and it it's a transformative album, and you see how he comes uh, starts off kind of under the pressure, if you will, and comes out um, stronger in the end. Um, and I'm going to go into my album, number one, unless you have any more thoughts on it. No, no, no. Um, my album was another kind of depressing album. Um, <laughs> um, and it's kind of two albums in one. Um, it's Sufjan Stevens, Carrie, and Lowell. Live. Sufjan. Sufjan. Not Sufjan. Sufjan. Um, and kind of included with the studio version. So, um, but the, I found the live version pretty recently on Spotify and it, uh, the way he transforms the original album is really cool. It's a little bit more electronic and uh, kind of stadium-y. Um, it was recorded, I think, in South Carolina. Um, like, right when the album came out. Um, and this album, if you haven't listened to it, is about uh, his mom, who was a drug addict and schizophrenic, and left, left him when he was young, but he like visited her in Oregon a bunch. And so he recorded it in Oregon and he says it was kind of a, well, he wanted it to be cathartic to get rid of this all off his chest to speak about his mom and stuff. But it really kind of put him in a hole. He says like, so I read on like Wikipedia or online somewhere that he like felt pretty shitty after he completed the album. It didn't really, (laughs) I think probably eventually got over it. Um, but it's got some, uh, Sufjan's just an eclectic artist. Like a lot of people will think of him as just the Chicago guy, um, from little miss sunshine. Um, but he is not just a folk artist. He has some like electronic records and like, I found he recently has like a jazz record and stuff. And this album kind of explores a lot of that. It has like, electronic and um folksy stuff and um yeah what are your thoughts michael i love it i've i've been i've listened to it a lot and and i wouldn't say a lot maybe like four or five times all the way through but it's definitely it definitely seemed like it would have would have been an awesome show to be live at and it's on youtube um if uh you want to check it out there you go um i've watched the youtube version so anyways go on yeah no i mean it's pretty cool it's pretty cool instrument instrumentals um and definitely different than i didn't listen to the studio version that much but um it definitely definitely took on a different um sound with the live album and yeah i'm with you it feels it's definitely and you know like everything on our list for the most part it's moody but it's uh it's kind of dreamy i liked it pretty good well, that was our top 10 albums of the 2010s for feeling that it was content. I hope you guys are feeling content after listening to us talk about music. And thank you for bearing with us. This is our first go around. Well, kind of our second. If uh, you're not aware, um, we recorded this <laughs> like a month ago. And uh, due to some technical difficulties, we actually lost the recording. So, um, but thank you for bearing with us. That's like our right of, our right of passages podcasters. We had to fail. And, um, yeah, 
We're hoping to expand, um, maybe talk more about music. Westworld's back on. Maybe we'll talk about Westworld. Whatever content we're feeling at the moment, we're going to talk the time. about it. At the time, yeah. Um, Michael, yeah. do you want to maybe uh, record next week? Release sure. next week? Yeah, we can go weekly, yeah. Weekly or bi-weekly? I like we'll that We'll discuss idea. this off the podcast, but um, look out for us. <laughs> um, uh, maybe in a week, maybe in two weeks. We'll put it in the show notes. Show notes. And sponsors, if you're listening, uh, we would love to have sponsors. <laughs> Uh, we we're looking for coffee companies. Coffee we want companies. we want to be sponsored uh, by coffee companies. And we are willing to change the name to Fee as in coffee, like capitalized. Yes. Fee leading content. We'll capitalize the fee. Yes. And if uh, Starbucks, if you're listening, um, we will plug you. I don't know if people have heard of you or not, but um, we will plug. Starbucks. We will. We will plug Pete's. We will plug any company. Donuts. We will plug. Your mom and pop shop. So yeah, we'll plug anything really. <laughs> um. All right. Well, thank you all for listening, Michael. Do you have anything to sign off on? Um. Uh, feeling good. Feeling better than good. Feeling content. And to everyone out there, stay safe. Stay in your homes. Only go out when necessary. Um. Until this crazy time is uh, concluded, oh. we'll get out of this stronger than ever. I think. Um. And anyways, thanks for listening, everybody, and we'll catch you in a week or two. Ciao, ciao. Bambina. Bye, Brad.